Okay, the uh, jobs report is out for the month of October, and the news is pretty good. Here's our friend David McDonald, senior economist for the Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives, to break it all down for us. He joins us here now on Global News Radio. David, good afternoon. Happy Friday. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here as always. Okay, it's good news. Tell us uh, just how good is the news when it comes to jobs? Yeah, so the jobs report is pretty similar to uh, what we saw in September. It's within the margin of error. So 31,000 new jobs, but the margin of error is 40,000 jobs. So basically, it's very similar to what we saw in uh, in September. The actual unemployment rate is down uh, slightly from 6.9 in September to 6.7 in October. Um, that's in part due to these new jobs. It's also in part due to the fact that fewer people were looking for work not the way that you want the unemployment rate to come down, but it is one way that it can come down. Um, and so generally, you know, it's good news. We're, we're sort of at now, you know, a level just 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 above what we saw pre-pandemic. We're not at the same employment rate because there's more people in the labor market than there was pre-pandemic. Um, but we're, we're getting there, it seems. All right. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, some of the uh, sectors, some of the industries, because there was gains in a number of sectors. Uh, I'm reading here, seeing here, David, that uh, in particular, the retail sector, which has been hit so hard, as we know, uh, through the pandemic. Tell us about the gains there. And does that mean that retail is is back? Well, that's right. And so this was, you know, big gains here in the retail sector, 72,000 new jobs in the retail sector. Uh, this was one of the sectors that was hit hard, although it has actually been recovering much better than uh, some of the other sectors. I mean, particularly if, if you take a look at food and accommodation, which has just been hammered during the pandemic, um, they're actually doing worse now than they were in September, uh, down 200,000, almost 210,000 jobs from where they were in February 2020. So we're going backwards a little bit. Um, the other, the second biggest areas where we're seeing job loss uh, compared to pre-pandemic is in other business services. This is uh, nail, hair salons, uh, barber shops, that sort of thing is where we're seeing a lot of job losses there, uh, and and not seeing uh, you know a huge recovery in that area. I mean, some a little bit further forward in uh, in October, um, and so really uh, you know retail is you know it, I think that's very positive, but food and accommodation is not at all positive. Um, and so I think this is I think this is giving us some highlight of what the post pandemic labor market may look like when we take a look at, um, um, you know, the different sectors of private, private and public sector, big gains in, on the private sector side, 70,000 new jobs offset to some degree uh, by drop in self-employed. Um, so that might not necessarily be a bad thing. People might say that they're self-employed, but but maybe they, they can't find that much work to come in. And so they've gone back to actually working in the private sector. So that may be something that's positive. Uh, but certainly, you know, the private sector employment can be more secure than self-employment. All right. Where are we when it comes to pre-pandemic numbers? I mean, are we back? Are we back when it comes to uh, jobs uh, where we were just before the pandemic? Or do we still have a little ways to go? Yeah, we're back in terms of the total number of jobs. In terms of the total number of hours, we're still down a little bit. So yes, people have jobs back, but maybe they're not at their their pre-pandemic hours. Uh, so maybe they're working more part-time instead of full-time. Uh, a lot more long-term unemployed than we had pre-pandemic. That hasn't really changed that much, about 400,000 long-term unemployed, uh, unemployed at least half a year. When it comes to prime working age adults, um, they're back. Uh, so they're back to the employment rates that they saw pre-pandemic, which is very positive. So this is uh, uh, 25 to 55-year-olds. Older workers in particular are still well down 
from pre-pandemic levels. We've seen participation rates going up pretty consistently uh, over the course of the last couple decades, in part as people live longer and work longer. Um, but we're seeing that well down. This may well be due to the fact that uh, older workers might be more concerned about COVID-19, might have retired early uh, as as a means of getting out of the labor force and getting out of being exposed to COVID-19. Um, and then youth as well, uh, who've been hit hard by the pandemic, continue to be hit hard. I mean, often working in the food and accommodation sector, which really has not returned in the same way uh, as other sectors have. And so it's challenges there. But for prime working age, uh, the employment rate, uh, you know, is, is back. So even after you adjust for the increase in, in population in that age group, um, you know, the, the labor market there is back for those prime working age individuals. All right. So pretty positive for the most part, pretty good news. But do we have any information, David, when it comes to salary and uh, workers and jobs? Because that's a big question moving forward as well. Have, uh, you know, those that do have jobs, are they losing ground because of uh, the inflation, the inflation rate we've uh, seen and the fact that the cost of uh, living is uh, the highest it's been in some time? Yeah, so when you take a look at the, the, the wage gains, there have been wage gains since 2019. Those wage gains are roughly in line with inflation over that period. Um, so, you know, if we go back two years on it, you know, we talk of inflation at the uh, most recent data was 4.4%, I think. If we go that, that's only for one year. If we go back two years, it's 4.9% increase in prices. So not really, you know, the 2019 to 2020, not a big change in prices at all. Um, you know, wage gains when you adjust for the industries is about 5.1 compared to the inflation at 4.9. So they're very close. So broadly speaking, wages are keeping up with inflation over the past two years. Um, it is worth noting that particularly in food and accommodation, a lot fewer people working there. Vacancy rate is high, which is to say there's a lot of job offerings, um, but people aren't filling those job offerings. And we're not seeing any wage gains there, particularly for restaurant servers and restaurant managers. Uh, basically, the wages are the same as they were in 2019, despite the fact that you know the price of the cost of living has gone up and the jobs are harder, right? You got to wear a mask all day. You got to uh, you know, watch vaccine passports, make sure there's not too many people sitting at the table and that sort of thing. Uh, but we're just not seeing wage gains there. And so this this is a potential explanation for the vacancy rate problem in that sector is that the wages aren't going anywhere. So people aren't applying for these jobs anymore because the jobs are harder and people don't want them. Uh, some in cooks, I mean, that's sort of on average with um, uh, with other industries over that period. Um, but really not seeing the wage gains that would induce people to actually fill those positions in food and accommodation uh, and potentially bring the uh, employment numbers in that sector back up. All right, just uh, finally, what do you predict for the next uh, couple of months, November, December, to round out the uh, year? We've got the uh, holiday shopping season in front of us. Do you expect those retail numbers, uh, job numbers to continue to, to climb and kind of maybe drive a good news jobs report? Well, all these numbers are, inf are are seasonally adjusted, which is to say we know that retail sales increase in December and they decrease in January. And so Statistics Canada, in essence, runs an algorithm that pulls that effect out. And so you, you're kind of comparing without the impact of holiday shopping in December so that when you go to it doesn't look there's a massive decline in employment in January uh, because that's always what happens. And so that's, uh, you know, that's worth keeping an eye out is that we're talking about seasonally adjusted numbers. And so if you're looking for a job, it is legitimately going to be harder in January than it was in December, uh, particularly if you're working in food and accommodation or retail, for instance. It's heavily dependent on that sort of holiday season shopping, um, although that's not going to be reflected in the unemployment rates. So this is part of the ins and outs of these statistics. Um, certainly, it does seem like we're at, you know, we're, we're, we're moving in the right direction. We're broadly seeing reopening. Uh, you know, there's, there is 
broad rehiring in, in many sectors outside of a food, a food and accommodation. Uh, and so hopefully this sets the new standard for the fall. Um, you know, we still have ways to go on hours. We still have ways to go on wages in, in some areas. Um, but that's certainly something I, I want to keep an eye on is how, how are wages adjusting as we, as we create sort of a new post-pandemic normal in terms of employment in Canada. All right, David, appreciate the time and breaking it all down for us here on this Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks for having me. Bye. David McDonald, Senior Economist for the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. And we're back after this break on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.